Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Don't teach a man to fish and you feed yourself. He's a grown man. Fishing's not that hard. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. Crying. Acceptable at funerals and the Grand Canyon. When people get too chummy with me, I like to call them by the wrong name to let them know I don't really care about them. Birthdays were invented by Hallmark to sell cards. Fish! For sport only, not for meat. Fish meat is practically a vegetable. Any dog under 50 pounds is a cat, and cats are pointless. I also think it's pointless for a human to paint scenes of nature when they can just go outside and stand in it. Fishing relaxes me. It's like yoga, except I still get to kill something. I'm a simple man. I like pretty dark-haired women and breakfast food. On my deathbed, my final wish is to have my ex-wives rush to my side so I can use my dying breath to tell them both to go to hell one last time. It's never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet that suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore, chapped nipples. There are only three ways to motivate people. Money, fear, and hunger. I like saying no. It lowers their enthusiasm. It's always a good idea to demonstrate to your co-workers that you are capable of withstanding a tremendous amount of pain. Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. There's only one thing I hate more than lying. Skim milk, which is water that's lying about being milk. Never half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Sunday morning. How is everybody doing the day after Christmas? Are you all going out? Are you going out returning all the gifts that you got? I'm not. I'm going to be watching football because that's what we do on a fucking Sunday. Um, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook for the time being as usual. Uh, Dennis M. Roy over there. Uh, let's see. Uh, we are going to go through the write-up here. Uh, I actually did make some lineups on each site. It is at least where you can get a kind of a good starting point, in my opinion. Um, I'm not 100% sure that these are the lineups I'm going to run out, except for maybe on FanDuel. The FanDuel one I really like, but I'm going to take a look as far as, uh, on uh, DK and Yahoo, but we'll get to that at the end here. 
did tell, did say it's been an, it was an absolute difficult week um, coming into the Christmas weekend. Uh, didn't get any data points until Wednesday, which sucks because of the pushback because of the four COVID games. You know, Monday or not four COVID games, but uh, the two COVID games that pushed every or three COVID games that pushed everything back. You had the two Monday games and the two Tuesday games. So they basically pushed everything back, but I did get the uh, spreadsheet out late uh, Friday Friday night, and then I was able to get the article and get the revised um, spreadsheet out uh, last night. So I got that going for us, which is nice. All right, let's start getting it. Let's get into this, get this recorded. So then uh, you guys have it. any questions, you know where to find me. Just go ahead and DM me on any social media platform that you are following me on or we're friends on. And, uh, or if you're in the Discord chat for the Daily Ambush, you're more than welcome to ask me in there. Uh, quarterbacks, Cash, Matthew Stafford, 7,936 and 6,700, good for fifth, fourth, and sixth. I really like Stafford in the spot, but I do have, I do have my concerns about the absence of left tackle Andrew Whitworth in this matchup. But, the Vikings haven't had much of a pass rush lately, which puts my mind at ease a bit. I do want to honestly pay down in cash, uh, but with me wanting to get wide receiver Cooper Cup in my lineups, I don't mind the idea of double dipping. If not in cash, I will certainly look at him in GBPs. I did not go with Matthew Stafford in any of my cash lineups. Uh, but then I go to the next guy, Jalen Hurts. 7,735 and 6,400, good for 7th, 5th, and 7th. I love the kid and think he gets a bad rap because he wasn't a high draft pick, but he has looked good lately, faces a Chiefs defense that I'm not high on. And given the fact that the Philly defense should be able to get him some short fields, and he can run on them as well, I like the idea of using him naked. Not me naked, but without any passing targets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, did not go with Jalen Hurts either. The guy I went with was Joe Burrow, 7,130 and 5,900, 12th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, in my opinion, uh, quarterback Josh Johnson could keep this Ravens offense involved, uh, which should push the Bengals offense to keep moving. Baltimore has become a pass funnel, which is good for Burrow in this matchup. He is still being disrespected on the DFS sites. Uh, do do still like mixing in seasonal leagues, but uh, to me, Joe Burrow, with that price tag, he's going to easily pay that off. He's going to hit the 20 uh, very easily. And GPP, Justin Herbert, 8,437, 7,200 good for third, first, and fourth. Palm of the brakes a bit here. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm pumping the brakes a bit here a bit. Hmm, way to go. Stupid. Because the Chargers have been hit hard by COVID in the wide receiving core. We had Mike Williams go down. Uh, on there, uh, just kind of give you the names that are down. So um, we all know Eckler went down, uh, but Mike Williams went down yesterday. Jalen Guyton and Andre Roberts are down, so it's Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer uh, as the two main wide receivers here. They brought up Michael Bandy, Maurice French, and Jason Moore Jr. yesterday. Those guys were installed. Uh, have no interest in, in in any of those last three. Um, and Herbert can certainly get it done. He might actually get it done with his legs as well. Um, that's why I'm not saying 
I'm not saying I'm not going to play it. I'm probably just going to be really, really light here. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a pivot off of Justin Jackson if you if you want to go. Well, it's not actually. I don't mind if you really, really wanted to go with just kind of a trio of Justin Herbert. Like, let's say you just wanted to stack it up, right? There's nobody really on Houston that I wanna I wanna try and fuck around with here. Um although David Johnson at running back uh looks like he's not going to be playing. So I will give you that. But uh if you wanted to go Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Justin Jackson, I don't think that's a terrible idea. And then just leave the other side open. I know usually you want a correlation play, but I wouldn't do it in this in this case. Um, you would just hope that Houston would be able to do something. Uh, last but certainly not least in GBP, Russell Wilson, 7,531 and 6,100, good for 8th, 8th, and ninth. Um, with the amount of hate that Russ has been during this season from the fantasy football community, this it the idea really intrigues me. Um, both Metcalf and Lockett are in good spots, and usually I don't like them together, but I'm thinking, fuck it, let's go all in. The, secondary, the Chicago secondary is horrible. And the Seahawks offensive line should be able to keep Wilson upright and allow him to make his throws. He's my favorite GPP play, if not using the cash options first. Um, yeah, this one's basically, it's complete hit or miss. It's either going to hit really, really hard, or it's going to fail really, really hard. Um, but, I mean, the way that Chicago, as long as you're running a competent offense... They should be able to get the job done. There's nobody who can stop either one of those two wide receivers. So if Seahawks can't get it done, I don't know, especially since they're basically out of the playoffs anyways. So why not just say, fuck it, let's just, let's just have fun. Let's ruin, let's ruin everybody else's day. That's the way I would do it. Fuck it. Running backs in cash, James Robinson. Uh, 8,200, 26, and 5,900, good for 4th, 6th, and 12th. Um, I'm not thrilled about his price on FanDuel, but on Yahoo and DK, he is priced at a fair price. Uh, Jacksonville should be able to get a push along the defense, uh, offensive front versus the Jets like every other team has this season. I believe I'm fading on FanDuel, but that depends on the lineup build. I'm not forcing him in. Let it come to you over there. It is possible to do it. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I did not do James Robinson across the board. <laughs> Um, I'll I'll basically I'll 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 tell you the lineups here. I'll tell you who I used as we go along here. Damian Harris of New England, sixty six hundred nineteen and fifty six hundred, good for fourteenth, eighteenth, and seventeenth. There's no Ramondre Stevens this week due to COVID, and Harris got the job done against the Bills in their last matchup a couple of weeks ago. He's a guy that has basically fallen into our laps this week. I don't love him, but I certainly don't hate him. Um, they will they will run the ball a ton. We know that. Um, that's what, what the kind of their bread and butter is. Uh, Bills have had uh, some issues stopping the run, so that's pretty much where it go. It's not going to fall on Mac Jones's shoulders uh, completely in this matchup. Next, we have David Montgomery. 6,625 and 5,700, good for 14th, 8th, and 15th. 
Montgomery is getting almost all the touches with quarterback Nick Foles starting on Sunday. There's no way that he's not getting heavy as fuck workload. I love him this week against the Seattle defense as just bleeding points to the RB position. I thought it would be hard to find another cheap RB option this week, but the sites dropped this gem right into our fucking laps. David Montgomery, this is my third running back. Across the board. Um, he's going to give us a late game. He's going to give us a later, a later in the slate position here. So I really like him in that matchup uh, this week. I think he's safe. He's getting the job done. All we really need, all we really want him to do, though, is get that touchdown. And I think he can get that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be off the arm of Nick Foles. To be completely honest with you, Alexander Madison. Okay. So, 5,500, 16, and 6,800. Good for 31st, 28th, and 6th. So, I did say, I just happened to catch this one at the last second. This one's a little tricky because Madison is coming off the COVID list. Add in the matchup against the LA Rams, and this play is probably better reserved for GPPs. That is until you look at the price on FanDuel and Yahoo, and in my opinion, he is perfectly priced back at his backup price, which makes me have some interest. This one, uh, this is one that I certainly need to bring up on Sunday's podcast, which I am. Uh, I may actually go back and look on Yahoo because that $16 price is way too low. Um, and it's going to let us bump up. It's going to let me bump up a little bit more on there. But I'm going to have to take a look uh, at who I would end up dropping here in that case. Probably would be David Montgomery. You'd have to see if it's really worth it in the end to do it. That's why you got to kind of play. You got to kind of fiddle with your lineup and just see if you like it more with the switch out or not. Um, after you've already built it, Ronald Jones, 5,400, 18 and 5,100 good for 37th, 22nd and 24th. Uh, this is the chalk. It's hard not to like the position that he's filling in for, uh, Running back Leonard Fournette for the rest of the season. He's a plug-and-play for cash, uh, but he is one of the first spots I'm looking to fade in GPPs against Carolina. Uh, I like the kid. He just sometimes doesn't take advantage of these opportunities by fumbling the ball away. We do know this. I think this week you just have to say fuck it and put him in there because um, he does open up way, way too much um, to fade that to fade that chalk. Um, you add in the fact that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin aren't, aren't there, and that should just mean that they're going to continue to give the running back the ball. Um, not saying that Brady can't get it done. I'm just saying you might as well you might as well um, bleed that clock out as well. Just get out of Carolina until you can get Mike Evans back. Um, we do know that Chris Godwin's out for the rest of the regular season, so or actually he's out for the full season because he tore his ACL. So Ronald Jones is actually running back number one. So we have running back number one and running back number three. Who's running back number two? Well, that's this guy, Justin Jackson. 5,412 and 4,200. Good for 37th, 39th, and 52nd. Jackson has probably become the auto start this week. And all lineup says the Chargers are dealing with a major COVID outbreak in their wide receiving core. He is close enough to bare minimum pricing where I'm not even thinking about it in cash and just playing him. I have been a Jackson guy ever since he was drafted out of Northwestern. Doesn't get a lot of pass receptions, but should not need it um, in this matchup against Houston. 
Houston's actually pretty good against the pass-catching running back, so um, this is all ground and pound. And with, like I said, with that COVID spike in the wide receiving core, they're probably better off just sticking with it. GPP, I'm taking a look at Najee Harris, 8,400, 24, and 7,400, good for third, ninth, and third. Harris is another one of those guys that the fantasy community has been shitting on lately. With both of the top two tight ends out this week against Chiefs, the Steelers will will have to heavily rely on the rookie running back to get the job done. Uh, Kansas City has been really good the second half of the season on defense, which will depress his ownership across the board as well as his price on FanDuel and DK. He will be busy on Sunday. This should mean a bunch of pass targets. Um, the only thing is, is like you can't heavily rely that Harris is going to get the job done, especially after last week where he got completely fucking shut down. Um, so really it's him and Deontay Johnson who should benefit for, from Pat Fryermuth and, uh, Eric Ebron not being available. Um, so definitely, definitely, uh, take a look at Najee Harris, but like I said, only in GPP. Corderell Patterson for Atlanta, 7,200, 27 and 6,700 good for eighth, fifth and seventh. Falcons are facing Detroit. And even though the Lions have been playing teams tough, that has usually been at home. And this week they will be in Atlanta. This is a really good matchup for Patterson as there is no one who will be able to cover him when he's running routes and he can bust through this Detroit defensive line when he's carrying the ball out of the backfield. He bounces back this week. So you're going to see the theme of a couple. There's like three Falcons that I like. Uh, Corderell Patterson. I'm just going to mention this now. Corderell Patterson, Russell Gage, and Kyle Pitts. I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to go, well, why don't you like Matt Ryan this week? I go, I just, I don't like Matt Ryan. I I don't. I just can't do it, even as depressed price. Um, do I think all three guys that I wrote up can be successful this week? Yes, I do believe all three can be successful. So I don't have a problem running uh, one of the three in there, but I'm just not going to go heavy on one um, across the board. I will spread it out, you know, Russell, you know, with Russell Gage and uh, Kyle Pitts, they're both in cash. Corderell Patterson, you can never trust in um, cash games with the workload that's been kind of divvied up between him and Mike Davis. So um, I like him. I do, I do like him a lot. I'll probably have, I'll probably have Patterson smattered around and GP all over in GPP, but, um, it just kind of is what it is. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, 6,300, 23, 6,100, good for 18th, 10th, and 10th. Melvin Gordon, 6,300, 21, and 5,800, good for 18th, 13th, and 13th. Vegas has been bleeding points to the RB position, and it's only going to get worse this week facing Denver. Quarterback Drew Locke will be starting this matchup, and to protect him, they are going to be utilizing their two running backs to their fullest potential. Williams has a higher upside, of course, but don't forget that Locke has the history with Gordon. Pick your poison here, but I'm still making my stand on the rookie. Uh, I probably will have a share of Melvin Gordon somewhere, but I'm going to probably be a little bit higher on Williams. Uh, just because if you look at the DVOAs uh, for the pass catching backs, it, uh, Vegas is 25th in DVOA. Um, Williams has become more of the pass catching back. So that's kind of what I like. Uh, that's kind of what I like between him and Gordon. 
Jordan Howard, 5,700, 16, and 4,300. Good for 26th, 28th, and 47th. Miles Sanders is certainly in play here as well, but if there's one guy who can fuck up Sanders getting his first TD of the season, it's Howard who will get the goal line carries as usual and suck up all the points at his dick, dirt, cheap price. We've seen this before. This has happened earlier in the year. We had Miles Sanders um, listed. In comes Jordan Howard. Foop, takes the touchdowns away. That's just how it is. That's how the world works. I'm sorry. Just is what it is. I do like Miles Sanders in that matchup. If you wanted to go Miles Sanders, I'd, you'd have my blessing on it. But understand, only do it for GPP. Don't do it for cash. Wide receivers, cash. You got Cooper Cup at the top. This is, uh, I mean, he's first across the board, right? 9,841 and 9,100. Rams are trying to get him the receiving record, which means he's an auto lock at wide receiver this, this week. He continues to get every possible great matchup as humanly possible this season. Just lock him in in cash and just move on. That's why we're paying down at running back. We're not even thinking about it. It just kind of flowed right to us. Uh, to be able to do that, so we're gonna we're just gonna do it. Keenan Allen, seventy seven hundred, twenty seven, seventy seven hundred, good for fifth, fifth, and fourth. Uh, it's Cup first for me, but definitely take a look at him at uh, Allen this week. If paying down at running back in cash, which he should be doing again, he's going to see a shit ton of targets this week. I understand we are looking at Justin Jackson at RB for cash, but damn, dude, how can you not even at least just look at it? Um. Keenan will play the predominant role in the passing game. Um, we'll see Desmond King on the outside. And if when he moves inside, he is going to be uh, basically above and beyond better than any any cornerback that's actually covering him. So uh, Keenan Allen, I, I think you can run him and Justin Jackson in the same lineup and you'd just be fine. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but. I may have done it. I'll have to take a look. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 7,423 and 7,500. Good for 8th, 13th, and 6th. He has the advantage against cornerback Traverius Ward this week, and they will need Deontay to step up to keep pace with the Chiefs. Not my favorite, but definitely take a look at him. Um, again, that goes back to the hole. There's the two tight ends missing. That should facilitate more targets back to him. He is the number one guy anyways in that offense, so... Uh, Deontay should be safe in cash. Antonio Brown, 7,023 and 4,900. Good for 13th, 13th, and 33. Uh, that is a huge pricing error. Uh, fuck, we don't get Travis Kelsey today. He did not clear health protocols. Ugh. Well, it's been fun in the playoffs, boys. Um, any which way. So that's a huge pricing error on DK. Um, running back, Ronald Jones gets inserted first, but if you want to double dip this week, it's in this spot uh, where AB will be heavily targeted by quarterback Tom Brady, favorite target and returning from suspension. His salary at DK is stupid low. I mean, somebody should be fired for it. That is terrible. They They just put no effort into it. DK Metcalf, 6,700, 24, and 6,400. Go for 16, 11, and 13. I know what you're saying. DK Metcalf, come on, man. DK? You can't be considering DK. Yes, I can. It's the Bears. Uh, this is a trust exercise right here. 
<laughs> write her. I said write her. I gotta stop writing when I'm drunk. Uh, you're not going to see a better salary on DK this season as he is clearly underpriced for his talent. I do like Tyler Lockett, but for my money, I will take the savings on DK and pray that the Seahawks get this bullshit corrected this week. Uh, he will see Paul Thomas Graham and Kendall Vilder uh, out on the outside. Uh, he's going to dominate. He's going to dominate. Now it's just about you know him getting the ball, but I'm trusting him this week, trusting him. Russell Gage, 6,700, 17, and 5,900, good for 16th, 24th, and 18th. We've been on him the past couple of weeks, and his price tag has gone up as well. He is still a value, but not forcing him in here. If I could pay up for DK or use one of the next two guys, I will. And that is T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. 6,500, 22, 6,200, good for 20th, 16th, 15th. Tyler Boyd, 6,200, 15th, and 5,100, good for 25th, 32nd, and 28th. This one is dependent upon how you're building your lineup. Everyone by now should know that I love Higgins, but if you need some savings, I do not hate Tyler Boyd at all. If you can fit Higgins in, great. If not, then look at Boyd in this matchup against uh, against the Ravens. Uh, there's a caveat to this one, and I will get there. I do like both of these guys. Higgins actually technically has the best matchup as the wide receiver, too. Um, he'll be facing Anthony Avert, who has not been good this year. Um Tyler Boyd will face uh, Tavon Young in the slot, and then you'll have uh, Chase on Kevon Seymour um, on the other side of Higgins. So, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We need to talk about it. Uh, Last but certainly not least for cash, Laquan Treadwell, 5,300, 15, and 3,500, good for 46, 32nd, and 65th. Uh, the only guy that I trust as far as the Trevor Lawrence targets, and it's so fucking sad that I can cry. GPP, Tyree Kill, 8,731 and 8,400 good for second, third, and second. Hill was acted off the COVID list, but with most guys' attention uh, in that situation, I cannot trust him in cash. I really want Travis Kelsey uh, to be a full go. He came off the list yesterday, but he did not clear protocols. Uh, to take away some attention, but I'll take what I can in a matchup against cornerback Joe Hayden. He has a huge advantage on Joe Hayden. Huge advantage. Now, with him coming off uh, so quickly this week, that should mean that he was that he was asymptomatic, uh, which means that it shouldn't have bothered him too much. He just basically got a vacation this week. Justin Jefferson, 8,400, 32, and 8,100, good for third, second, and third. Uh, I always take a look at the wide receiver one against the L.A. Rams as cornerback Jalen Ramsey has been put in more of a center fielder approach to the passing defense. Jefferson is going to get as many targets as humanly possible in this matchup, but I do admit I want a wide receiver Adam Thielen to be available this Sunday, which it sounds like he will be, uh, to take the edge off a bit. If stacking the Rams side, this is the correlation play. So the Adam Thielen news kind of came out late, super late last night, uh, that he was that he was uh, actually going to play. Um, that's still going to come down to the beginning of the game, see how he works out, but it sounds like everything's kind of good to go there. Um, if Adam Thielen does end up starting, I don't mind Justin Jefferson in cash. I think that's going to be kind of a back-and-forth game, um, and I may end up just moving Je- Justin Jefferson in there anyways. But... Um, yeah, I do like it. I do like that game. I like that Rams-Minnesota game a lot, um, especially since it kind of fell off on the Baltimore 
uh, Cincinnati one. You know, Cincinnati side is fine, uh, but Baltimore, I mean, yeah, we'll get to that. Tyler Lockett, 7,300, 27, and 6,700, good for 9th, 5th, and 12th. If it wasn't for his price, I would be all in on Lockett. He has been Wilson's boo this season, but I can only use him in GPP. Hmm. It's hard to find a safe option at quarterback this week. Jalen Hurts is not 100%, but he wasn't 100% last week and scored 29.8 DK uh, fantasy points. Yeah, well, that is what it is. Stupid things. Um, His cost is just way way too high this week, and he's he's coming off the COVID list. Um, He did clear action pretty quick, so he should be all right on there, but it kind of is what it is. Jamar Chase, 7,100, 28, and 7,100, good for 11th, 4th, and 8th. It's his cost here, folks. I really want to take advantage of this matchup against cornerback Keevon Seymour, but if using Cooper Cup in cash, that doesn't leave much room here. Get back to that. He is cash slash GPP here, as I haven't built a lineup yet, but if I can fit him using three running backs, I'm going to fucking do it. I have done it on FanDuel. Of course, on FanDuel. It's always on FanDuel. Van Jefferson, 6,300, 21, and 5,500. Good for 24th, 17th, and 22nd. I'm only looking at him if doing the full ramp stack with Stafford and Cup. Otherwise, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably not going to look at fitting him in here. That's completely honest. I mean, you can do, you can do, if Stafford, Cup, and Jefferson, Van Jefferson, and then go Justin Jefferson on the other side. Otherwise, you can just skip the Van Jefferson one and go, you know, Stafford Cup and Justin Jefferson. Really, that's how you you can play it this week. Tight end cash. I'm still looking at, I'm still um, keeping Mark Andrews in there, even with Josh Johnson. 8,000, 26, and 7,000. Good for first, second, and second. Um, it's hard for me to pass on Andrews in this matchup against the Bengals. I will say that I'm not forcing him in here, but he is expensive. I didn't have to force him, so that's why I put him in. But if I can afford him, I will get him into cash. It will take the three cheap RB approach to do it, though. That is true. I knew it was that was true. Kyle Pitts, 5,900, 17, and 5,800. So here's our third Falcon here. Good for eighth, eighth, and fifth. Way cheaper than Andrews and has been getting the job done, although... Without getting the TD, he is a safe play, and if he gets into the end zone, consider it an absolute slate-breaking bonus this week that we can take advantage of. A lot of people are staying away from Kyle Pitts just because he's not getting into the end zone. Um, this is actually a perfect, perfect spot for him against Detroit. I didn't put the goddamn... Huh. I didn't put that in there. I didn't put the uh, the seasonal bar in there. I gotta put that in there. I can't let that. I can't let that sit like that. There we go. Uh, last but certainly not least, Jared Cook, fifty one hundred fourteen and thirty five hundred, good for fifteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Uh, he would only be considered in GPP, but with the Chargers' COVID issues and the lack of any real safe top options this week, uh, he can be considered as the full paydown option. If you're not using Keenan Allen, uh, but you're using Justin Jackson, I think you can use Jared Cook. This is kind of the same type of thing in here. Um, 
he's not going to kill you uh, putting him in there. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm trying to get Mark Andrews in there. If not, I'm going to Pitts, and then it's Jared Cook. So it is in that order. GPP, Travis Kelsey, he's been activated for the COVID list but hasn't been cleared as a good-to-go play. Uh, he is not good-to-go. So Travis Kelsey, um, no, you're not uh, You're not going. Rob Gronkowski, 6,700, 24, and 6,200, good for third, third, and third. Uh, Tim and Antonio Brown is the top receiving options this week for the Bucks, and while I don't hate him this week, it's going to be hard for me to pay up for him this week, if that makes sense. Um, don't typically like using tight ends against uh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina, but you know him and him and Brady—they just love each other. They love each other like lovers. CJ Uzoma, five thousand, fifteen, three thousand, good for seventeenth, ninth, and twentieth. I like the wide receivers more because they are seeing the most targets, but if you want a really good option across the middle of this vulnerable Ravens pass defense, take a look at Uzoma. Hard to trust because he's not getting the target volume, but he has the opportunity this week against Baltimore. I do like tight ends. I, I've liked tight ends against Baltimore all year, um, so at least just consider it. If not, if you got Burrow, you got a couple of the wide receivers, I think you're going to be fine. You don't have to have Uzoma. It's not like, oh, my God, you got to fucking have him. But, I mean, when you really look at the tight end numbers, in there that's kind of why I like Tyler Boyd a little bit because he's going to go across the middle. Higgins will too. Uh, defense special teams. So, top option, or at least the at the top of the list, right? Philadelphia Eagles against New York Giants, 5,015 and 3,600. Good for first, six, and second. Uh, just makes sense from the perspective that the Giants are just a big bag of dicks as far as the offense is concerned, and I have no fear of this one failing. You know me, though. I usually don't pay for my defense. It is a good play. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers. Still kind of liking them. Uh, 4,700, 20, and 4,100. Good for third, first, and first. Why do I like them? I just have no concerns about a Cam Newton slash Sam Darnold-led offense. Fuck the Panthers. Yes, that's right. Sam Darnold's going to play again. Uh, so... Mm. Mm. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. First one's completely GPP. That's the LA Chargers. 4,800, 13, and 3,400. Good for second, 10th, and 4th. Price is just too high, high against uh, Houston. Um, but the de- defense will need to step up with all the COVID issues on offense. I still hate paying up for defenses, but the price on Yahoo is actually tempting. Uh, pretty much GPP only. Um, they did get the rookie Asante Samuel back, which is good. Um, so they should be good to go with their secondary. Um, and that should, uh, be able to keep Davis really to, you know, basically nothing. Ooh, Ronald Jones, the second to get the bulk of the carries. No shit. So Cincinnati Bengals, Ooh, 3,500, 15 and 2,800 good for 17th, 6th and 12th. One of my favorite paydown defenses on the slate against Josh Johnson and the Ravens. The Bengals can solidify their spot as the top dog in the AFC North this week with a win. I really like them. Uh, their price is ridiculously low. Um, not so much on Yahoo. Well, Yahoo's fine at 15. Your highest price defense is going to always end up being around 20 bucks. Um, so 15 isn't too bad. But I always try to look somewhere you know closer to 10. And then new GPP, also known as the fuck it and play it minimum 
for cash. Atlanta Falcons, 3,800, 11, and 2,600. Good for 13th, 15th, and 16th. And here is your pay down option this week. Fuck the Lions on the road. Let's fucking go, bro. Um, you're going to have Tim Boyle at quarterback. That's pretty much all I should really have to tell you um, on why I picked him. <laughs> Last time Tim Boyle was on there, ooh, not too good. Not too good. So let's run through real quick uh, the lineups that I have here. So starting at FanDuel, what I have is Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones, which uh, David Montgomery in the flex. Put him in the flex because he would be the late guy. Um, so here's here's my wide receiver core. Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and Jamar Chase. Tight end, Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews' ownership is going to go down because of the whole thing with Josh Johnson. I think that's a mistake. Kind of like when uh, Huntley was playing. <clears throat> and I said, I still don't really hate him, though, with Huntley in there. Atlanta Falcons was the defense, so complete pay down. You can utilize that whatever want you want if you want to change it up. Uh, moving to DraftKings, here's the lineup here. Joe Burrow. Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Antonio Brown, Kyle Pitts, David Montgomery, and the Falcons. Now, I may change something in there, but I think that's pretty much set um, the way it needs to be. I'm running the two Tampa guys. Generally, don't like to do that, but... We talked about it. Antonio Brown's price is way too ridiculous to pass up. So you're just going to have to do it kind of like an NBA lineup um, where you just take, you just take, you just take that cheap um, fill-in guy. And I mean, if Antonio Brown is your fill-in guy, then I think you're doing okay. Uh, let's see over on Yahoo. This one's a little bit harder um, to get stuff in, uh, but I don't hate it. Uh, what did I, what did I do? A tight end here. Oh, that's right. I went Kyle Pitts. So, uh, over here on Yahoo, Joe Burrow, uh, Ronald Jones, Justin Jackson. Uh, wide receivers are T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Kyle Pitts, David Montgomery, and the Atlanta Falcons. So. Remember, I said we need to take a look at something here, and I think it was Alexander Madison. So if you were able to... There he is, Alexander Madison. So let's just flip... Let's flip Madison in there for a second, and let's see if we like something here. So we flip Alexander Madison. That gives us $9. What can we get for $9, though? Because Kyle Pitts is at 17 Oh. If you flip Alexander Madison in there, you could switch Kyle Pitts for... Or you could put Mark Andrews in for Kyle Pitts. That's not terrible. Uh, let's see. Wide receiver-wise, we're going to leave Cooper Cup in there. Um... DK Metcalf, if we switch DK Metcalf out, so we get $9. So from 24, we're looking at about 33. Oh, 
you could put Justin Jefferson in there. Well, 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 well. No, not, not so much. Not so much. Now you can switch T. Higgins out. Oh, here's something interesting. So you could go from T. Higgins. Let's try something. You could put Higgins and Chase in there, so that's six of the three dollars. Um, what else could you do? Can you bump up anything else? The only thing I can see is really the defense, because you're not going to be able to bump up. You're not going to be able to bump up from Kyle Pitts. I mean, you could, but then you're bumping up to say Tyler Higby, Darren Waller, who's not going to play Dallas Goddard. Don't hate him. Um, just not really that big against against the uh, Giants, though. Yeah, I'm not really that big. Dallas Goddard would probably be the guy that I would switch in, but to be honest with you, I kind of like the original lineup. As much as, I, I mean, you're adding a lot of upside with Jamar Chase, um, but, he, I mean... We already really have it with DK and Cooper Cup in there. And it's not really going to matter anyways because we're going to accumulate chase points with Joe Burrow. So I'm probably looking to keep that one the same. I'll fiddle around with it. Unsafe changes. Yeah, just go back. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Any questions? Uh, comments or concerns, you know where to find me on all the social media formats. Uh, let me know. Show me your lineups. Let's go win some money. Peace out.